This episode is brought to you by NerdSlant.com. NerdSlant.com is your all-in-one website for nerd news, entertainment, and media. You can check out this podcast, the corresponding blog, as well as also featured articles covering nerd, news, and entertainment at NerdSlant.com. Dana J. J. Welcome to another episode of the Bombastic Podcast. I'm your host, Imani Wilson. Uh, You can check out this podcast in both its audio and visual greatness on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Enigma417 or simply when you search the Bombastic Podcast with Imani Wilson. You can also check out this podcast on all the different platforms in which you listen to your favorite podcasts. But please, I absolutely urge you to take this time to possibly consider hitting that subscribe button and check out the weekly podcast channel on YouTube for more updates by hitting the subscribe button and the notification bell or again, subscribing anywhere you listen to your podcast, such as iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, all of the above. I come to see that my Spotify listeners are popping. Thank you guys. I love you guys. And um, yeah, let's go ahead and get into it now that we've covered all the um, business. So, you know, welcome, obviously. Welcome back. Um, As always, it feels great. I, I never would come on the show and be like, you know what, guys, this feels fucking horrible. Like, I don't even know why I'm doing this. Like, seriously, I, I woke up this morning and don't even know why I decided to do a podcast. I just want you guys to hear me lambast that long and large about whatever it is that I'm going through. But instead, I'd rather go ahead and kick things off with what is happening currently around me. And it is spooky season. It is Halloween It is Dia de los Muertos for all my Latin ex folks out there who are celebrating their dearly departed. So happy holidays to you all for all the folks who do acknowledge and um, celebrate those particular holidays. I myself this year, I don't know what I'm doing this year. I'm at that weird place where I feel like I would want to do a Halloween party. But as I told one of my homies I'm I'm 29 now, so I feel like if I go to any of these like nerd base or these other parties, I'm just gonna be around like 23, 24 year old like chicks who all smell like sweat and scented body lotion, and I'm just gonna be that weird dude. Just like wait, I'm I'm 20 something, but I'm almost 30. I don't know whether I'm trying to be cool now or I don't know. Because quite frankly, at this point, I just appreciate sitting my ass home and enjoying all the lovely shit that's out there now. Speaking of all the things that are out there now, let's jump exactly into those topics. First things first, I have to say my favorite movies of the year so far, or better yet, my favorite movie of the year so far. It would actually shock you because as I'm trying to button up this very seamless transition, um... My favorite movie of this year so far has nothing to do with superheroes at all. So that immediately rules out any Endgame, that rules out Joker, you know, that rules out like any Marvel, any DC, anything along those lines. It honestly, at this point, I'd have to say I'm a fan of The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse is a film that just came out around this time of the year, um, had a limited release last week. 
of the time of this podcast. I think that was October, I want to say, October 16th, I want to say it came out. Yeah, about 16th or 17th, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Essentially stars Robert Pattinson, a.k.a. New Batman, Willem Dafoe, a.k.a. the Old Green Goblin, as two stewards of a of a lighthouse, and the lighthouse has an enchantment in the light, and they are both finding themselves caught within the snare and rapture of this light as they find themselves going insane on this rock of an island as they are the stewards of this lighthouse. Shit is crazy. It's it's completely bananas. I mean, it, it's funny. It's dark, it's weird, it's shot on 35mm, it's in black and white. It, it, it's, like, for me, I love the fact of how much of a cinematic experience that it was. I didn't feel like I was waiting for a catchphrase, except for the one, I saw you sworn with a gull. Best leave him be. Like, but and that's only because the shit was all over all the Instagram posts that had, that were, like, advertising this, this fucking film. So, for me, I love it because I feel like it was just one of those weird fucking movies from A24. A24, like, God, I'm telling you, like, like them and Anna Perina, seriously, are coming out with some surreal shit these days. Surrealism in film is back in a really big way. So, I mean, you know, granted, a lot of people probably say, oh, the superhero genre, you know, all the haters out there saying the superhero genre is taken away from cinema and, oh, it's not cinema. Listen, all these films have their place. They are their place. Just like all those step up and all those fucking dance films had their place, so do all these weird get outs and, and us and, you know, and, you know, the lighthouse. Uh, what's another one? Midsommar. You know, all of these very strange films have a place. And I would have to say for me, you know, my favorite, my, my most enjoyable film experience this year was definitely seeing The Lighthouse. So that would have to be my, my, my pick so far for films of the year and a, you know, film that's currently out now. And, um, you know, around this time also, you know, just speaking about the media, you know, TV is is really back in a major way. Whether you want to call it TV, digital, like, you know, that depends on your perspective and your viewing pleasure. You know, for me, you know, at this point watching TV, it's like sports, even though all my fucking teams are in the dregs right now, but I still love New York sports. Um, you know, for me, it, it's either catching up on HBO series like Succession, which I have to finish up season two so far. The season's been great, you know. Um, you know, but most notably for me, just speaking in the, in the realms of nerddom and things that are, you know, super heroic and cinematic experiences, the Watchmen HBO series. I'm going to be as succinct as humanly possible because there's a corresponding article to this podcast to this podcast and this segment, which you can find on nerdslant.com. Those fuckers there need to be paying me more for this. Okay, shout out to all the great, beautiful minds and people there at Nerdslant. But um, yeah, the the first two episodes of Watchmen have been gripping. It's honestly a, a bit of social commentary meets super superhero action meets surrealism and sci-fi. And I honestly think that that just covers the Watchmen as a whole. And listen, there've been a lot of folks that have said, "Hey, 
you know, uh, here we go again with more pandering because in the first episode, we open up to, you know, the real life historic events of the uh, Black Wall Street, Black Wall Street and the Tulsa, Oklahoma massacre where, you know, this very well-to-do black town and establishment of all these different businessmen, workers and different folks were all violently murdered by, you know, some like white outcast who ultimately just ransacked the town. And it was one of the like biggest race related attacks in you know, American history. And the thing is, folks saw that as like pandering and saying, oh, well, you know, we're constantly touching upon these things in every single form of media. It's like, hey, hey, br- brilliant fuck. Yeah, brilliant fuck. <laughs> That's history. That's history. And the thing is, the Watchmen have always been a very sort of conscious and, and pseudo, you know, pseudo serious and political piece. The graphic novel, which I mean, I've, I've loosely read, you know, itself was speaking about issues involving the Cold War. So I, I don't see why this wouldn't be relevant. So for me, considering this was a continuation of the Watchmen film, and is reflected here in the modern day there were just a lot of tones of social commentary from issues involving you know the police um issues involving you know privacy where a lot of folks wear masks to avoid you know their information being stolen and being compromised most notably the police and other superhero vigilantes and um yeah i I honestly think so far it's probably it's probably been one of my my most favorite viewing experiences of a of a series this year. I love Regina King's character, Sister Knight. I feel like she's honestly been such a such a beast in this role. I mean, you know, it, it, I mean, so much to the point that it's only making me wonder how far this is gonna go. And then, of course, opposite of her, who I'd have to say, who really jumps, who like truly jumps off the screen, is Jeremy Irons as Ozymandias. Because for me, it's almost like if you know anything about the series, you know, without spoiling too much, you know, he pretty much is like your most perfectly fucked up, but imperfect anti-hero. So you almost know that whatever he's getting himself involved with, it's not good. But to him, it's the most perfect way of, of, of being. So I can't wait to see as Regina King continues to sort of delve deeper to uncover the mystery of these attacks that are going on to then sort of push back on these like wild masked extremists. And and honestly, and honestly, Thort at some point, whatever the fuck Ozymandias is doing, because he's doing some pretty wild shit. The man has a whole estate with like with like elaborate plays and he rides horseback as he just like 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 he is almost like your most consummate villain right now. But he's not even he's not truly a bad guy. It's just it's just beautiful. Right now, TV's in a really good spot. I know a lot of people are big about, you know, um, Legends of Tomorrow and then, you know, the idea that, oh, Supernatural is finally ending after so many, so many seasons. Some, some, somebody out there is still watching The Walking Dead. It damn sure isn't me. It damn sure isn't me. So it's like at this point right now, you know, media as a whole is in a really good place. It's, it's almost like there's a little bit of, of something for everybody. Then Netflix with, you know, this whole Dolomite thing and 
and and Eddie Murphy. I gotta I gotta check that. Like hell, I haven't even seen Chappelle stand up because again, there's just so much stuff happening all at once that I don't even have a fear of missing out. I just have look, I can't catch up with all of this shit. So. You know, I, I find myself just saying, like, ultimately, TV's in a really amazing place. But what's in a very interesting spot, considering the sort of transitional phase one right now, is gaming. And with gaming, you have it to where we continue to get more and more little leaks and possible peaks at the PS5. I think all the images, excuse me, it's like almost like a fucking quarter to four in the morning. I don't even know why this is like a a sensible hour for me to be doing a podcast, but my mind is like wired with a bunch of things I want to say before bed. And, you know, just speaking about the PS4 itself, not the PS4, the PS5 itself, there've been, there've been a lot of like dev kits that we've seen of the PS5 out there currently. And I know that those aren't exactly are, are, are pretty are pretty much aren't the exact images of the PS5. A lot of people are excited and giddy, but again, I don't think you're going to see anything, anything until E3 of next year. E3 of next year is going to be one of the biggest events in recent years because I think that these next consoles are going to be quantum leaps of anything we've seen over the last 10 years. So I think we all need to sort of brace ourselves, just take a breath, and appreciate what we have right now in the sense of gaming. And right now, we have a lot of games that are out with a lot of Halloween and a lot of holiday-based modes. You've got Apex and their entire... I mean, first of all, Apex unleashed a whole new map before Fortnite even did this whole rebranding bit of like, hey, we have a new map, new season, uh. Apex did that shit first. They, they rolled out new legends. They rolled out new modes for Halloween. It's like Fortnite is still kind of playing catch-up in that regards. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege has a game mode now, uh, a Halloween game mode out right now. Fuck, even, you know, on its last breath, Overwatch has one final Halloween event. Like, for me, this has to be the final Halloween event. We can't keep playing fucking Junkenstein's Revenge over and over and over again, but that's okay. Fret not. Again, BlizzCon is coming very shortly. And with it is the absolutely highly anticipated announcement for Overwatch 2, the follow-up from Over- from the first game, Overwatch from Blizzard. And you can almost guarantee without a shadow of a doubt that it's going to be released for the next-gen consoles. And that date, I'm sure, will probably get determined. I, I want to say don't count on it necessarily coming out towards the end of next year. It's really, it's really hard to say. It depends on where Blizzard is with it, but... Like like I'm saying, it, it's a it's a it's a great time looking at all things, and then hey, even to consider that a new Call of Duty has come out. Now the thing about the new COD is, see, I'm not getting it, cause cause I'm not, cause for me, I'm not a, I'm not a fucking sweaty boy in COD. That's that's just that's just not me. That's not your boy. Your boy is more so like very casual when it comes to things. Like I've got my online crew, my online. Um, I don't even know, I don't even know what I would probably call them. I don't like to call them a clan. I like to call them like a a um a, a merry band of fuckheads. I don't know, maybe more so like a village. That that feels more PC. And um, my village of folks, and you know, a few of them have the new COD. I instead opt 
I instead decided to not necessarily get the new COD. I wanted to opt to get the game, The Outer Worlds, that just came out on the 25th. Now, it itself, you know, developed by Obsidian, and most folks would say has a Fallout New Vegas feel, meets a sort of Borderlands-style-esque humor with the sort of space background and setting of a No Man's Sky space exploration game. That called to me more than just like, all right, rifles, domes, no scopes, you know, kill streaks, all of that shit. I'm like, for, for me, that that shit has its own place. It does. But right now, where I'm currently at, I, I don't want something where I feel like I need to jump in and and grind so much time to really get the like flow of things so I can like be sharp. Because honestly, for me. Fuck the story mode for COD. I know some people are like, no, the story mode's everything. I'm telling you, like, it just makes for a better experience. Not everyone wants to go online. I would be going online. I would be going online, getting the right weapon loadout, learning the maps, and learning how to pretty much get that fucking close quarters combat with motherfuckers so I can get it in. But to forego all of that, I'm on the Outer Worlds. And so far, I'm loving it. I think I've probably logged in at least a good... 10 hours so far and i think i just got off the first map and i'm pretty sure there's other things that i could easily go back and sort of revisit because i feel like i didn't really comb the map because the world is just fucking huge so it's more so like i wanted to sort of really take in the experience but then i don't want to get lost in it so it's a very weird space i'm in right now because i'm like for example with games like that like say the old bioshock games I would take my time checking every room, every desk, trying to loot and sort everything so that way I don't miss anything valuable along the way. So, you know, the purest in me is loving that experience. I love the idea that right now you've got so many different things that you can choose from and new titles, um, games which are either free to play and have um, holiday or, or additional DLC modes that pretty much don't come at an extra expense of the gamers. Right now, we are in a beautiful golden sweet spot when it comes to content. There's a bunch of dope films out there, both in theaters and for Netflix. There's a bunch of great shows and TV and series that you can catch on um, broadcast and online. And as far as gaming, it's just like right now, you, you, you have your pick. As you see, you have your pick. You can go ahead and go for your COD, or you can go ahead and go for the Outer Worlds. If you want to go ahead and go for an on, a new online PvP experience that's going to ensnare you into being the best of the best, go do that. I wanted to get myself ensnared into a story and really continue to flesh it out and see you know, where all this wacky dialogue and first-person shooting gameplay takes me. So, I mean, right now, it's just a beautiful time. We got options. We got options. And, and you can never, never, ever, you know, point your nose up at that. But now, speaking of options and what we've got, we've got to talk about as we bring this podcast to a very, very brief and what I feel very succinct close is what I've witnessed live from the Internet for this particular week. First of all, I was on Instagram. Um, doesn't even matter the account that I found it on because it's just more so about this picture. I'm going to post this picture, obviously, and the um, video version of this. But for the podcast, uh, it's going to be on the audio side. It's going to be a little weird to try to 
you know translate this but i found this picture on one of these like sort of like digital photography pages or something like it i want to just talk about everything that's fucking wrong in this picture <laughs> i mean first of all first of all you know somebody said hey this is a really good way to sell a camera lens. Never fucking mind that that camera lens is like the size of a grenade launcher in a fucking game. You're talking about a camera lens attachment that literally is about $15,000 that I believe is uh from Canon. Like their fucking G-Line or the G-Series, whatever the fuck it is. A $15,000 fucking camera attachment. Do you understand that the shit she's ho- She is holding a fucking, like, mid-2000s car in her fucking hand. Like, like literally, like, 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 at this point, like, that's a fucking SUV. She drops it, she basically dropped an SUV. She dropped a fucking truck. But that's not what's really wrong here. My thing is... Where are your fucking clothes? Like, like for me, when I look at that attachment, I'm wondering, like, why, like, why this get up? Like, I, like, dude, like, I'm here for the lens. I'm not trying to see you in your little sexy nighty. It's like, hey, for some that might be great, but I'm wondering why you half-ass naked, or when one probably is not that deep. Fuck that. Why are you without motherfucking pants? With that big ass attachment lens. You are not shooting that in the house. There's no reason for that lens in the house. So what is the fucking purpose? If she was in a safari outfit, that would make more motherfucking sense. But to literally be in your drawers with that fifteen that fifteen thousand dollar attachment, I'd be like, sweetheart, honestly, I I understand you must think this is sexy. Because hey, it's it's phallic and it's big and it's expensive. Put the motherfucker down, okay? We are in the house, all right. There's no reason for that attachment. There's no fucking reason why I need that much depth of fucking field in the living room, in the bedroom. It is never that fucking deep. But I'm not even done on this fucking picture. Let's talk about the biggest atrocity here. The fuck is them cornrows? What are we doing right now? I want to know. I I just want to know who actually okayed this whole photo and said, you know what we're going to do? You're going to have this face like you're so happy to be holding this big ass $15,000 camera attachment that if you drop right now, you're going to fucking cry. But you're going to do it in your fucking drawers, be half-ass naked. And then on top of all of that shit, sweetheart, you're also going to have cornrows. Some fucked up ass looking cornrows. Like, like it, it, it's the it, it's the sort of cornrows that you could tell like, hey. You, matter of fact, no. You know what those are? Those are cult, those are cultural appropriation fucking cornrows. Because you could tell that somebody did not do a great job on them shits. A, a, listen, a woman of color, a black person didn't do them fucking cornrows. Point blank period. I'm not going to placate. I'm not going to step around it. Those are not fucking black people cornrows. So no, I'm not okay with this. I'm this this ain't I. Right. It's not okay. This whole this whole picture, everything is wrong with this whole fucking picture. We need to take this listeners of this podcast, come up with the best caption for this picture. Whoever comes up with the best caption, I'm gonna give you an Amazon gift card. Boom, there it is. That's my way of giving back to my listeners because you know I like you guys and 
You know, I, I love it when whenever we interact with some funny shit. So somebody give me the best caption of this and you get an Amazon gift card on me. So, yeah, um, I figured I just needed to go ahead and, and share that one that one bit. But now we turn ourselves over to our closing segment of this podcast, as we'll try to do for every single time we pod is of the aggressor of the week. Now, to go ahead and rehash for those who might be new or might have forgotten, like, wait a minute, you were doing that at some point, weren't you? So let me go ahead and refresh your memories or give you a brief intro. The aggressor of the week represents a particular person, a particular thing, or an event in which it's like, hey, you're really doing a fucking lot right now. And you're doing a lot in the sense that you think it's okay, but you know what? You're just being motherfucking aggressive. So aggressive. For no reason. Except for the sake of being aggressive. So the aggressor of the fucking week goes back to the internet. But not just any corner of the internet, my friends, because that could be casting a wide net. It's to all the fellow meme lords and shit posters galore for all of these fucking Epstein memes. Now, I know that the Epstein memes are the current flavor of the day. I'm sure we could go all the way back 2019. Uh, excuse me. Log all of the fucking memes so far this year from from literally from literally the woman the woman yelling at the fucking white cat to just whatever other memes that really like fucking like like that that got in like got a rise out of us or we found we found enough lols in. But the Epstein memes are both hilarious and fucking tragic. It's hilarious in the sense that it's like, hey, we're able to sit here and take something like, you know, an accused pedophile, you know, a pedophile ringleader and basically said, hey, we're going to laugh at the idea that he's dead. That's funny because the Internet likes to make fun of like weird, ironic and possibly cringe things. But what makes it fucked up is. They all speak in the memes of he didn't kill he he didn't kill himself he didn't commit suicide. If you had to ask me right now on record if I think that Jeffrey Epstein killed himself, fuck no, not even a little bit. I think either a he was assassinated, or b he's somewhere in a holding protection program where all the information that he has is pretty much being used as leverage for global intrigue and espionage who the fuck knows but i love the simple fact that the aggressor of the week are fucking jeffrey epstein memes shout out to all my shit posters out there because it'll be something simple like well one plus one is two and two plus two equals four but three plus the three plus three doesn't equal seven because Jeffrey Epstein was murdered, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, like, and I, I love, I love how it almost disarms you with some like simple shit, and then hits you with Jeffrey Epstein was murdered, or or or, or Betty, it'll be like, oh hey, well you know Jeffrey Epstein was 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 killed to was killed to cover the um the pedophilic, uh super wealthy and elite, and I'm just like, uh, that's fucking weird and it's tragic because a part of it seems really fucking true and it's amazing how we the general public are just like hey you know that's kind of funny in a weird ironic sense he didn't kind of die for that huh yeah that's crazy that's crazy i'll tell you man 
it, it would really be something and we could do something about that. But instead, we post memes about fucked up shit like that. So, ah, that's why I said it's both fucking hilarious, ironic, and tragic at the same time. I don't mean I don't mean to be deep. I understand it's a meme. I understand this whole podcast is supposed to be in good fun. We speak about nerd shit here. We speak about TV, gaming, things we see on the internet, crazy dank memes, things that are unintentionally dank because that's just what we do. We just have an absolute ball doing it. So that concludes this particular episode for this week. Once again, I'm your host, Imani Wilson. Uh, Thank you for tuning in and checking out this particular podcast. Um, This will definitely be the podcast for, excuse me, the podcast portion for this week. You can find this extended cut, obviously, because you've been listening to it. Anywhere in which you listen and tune in to all of your podcasts, please consider subscribing to the Bombastic Podcast with Imani Wilson. And you can check this podcast out on anywhere you listen to your podcast. So again, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spotify, all of the above and all the spaces in between you tune into your podcast. And also consider checking out the video portion of this podcast on YouTube.com when you search the Bombastic Podcast with Imani Wilson or youtube.com forward slash Enigma417. It has not changed since I literally opened up the account back in like 2007. So check that out. Consider hitting that subscribe button. Consider hitting that notification bell to, to be updated on weekly content posts and updates and all things in between. Once again, I am your esteemed and graciously, graciously humbled host, Imani Wilson, and this has been another bombastic podcast where we always, always are at our most bombastic. We're out. Peace.